0: What's good world, you are now tuned in to the podcast for the universally authentic where we practice, support, and promote individualism as well as self-healing. And given my Chiron placement in Gemini, part of my healing journey is learning to speak my truths. So if you can handle hearing the deep truths, jump on board and listen what I record. Come on, let's get it. So as y'all can see by the title, today's episode is going to be on my first through my fourth stroke experiences. Now, Now, I know I said before in a previous episode that I would record the first and the second on one episode and then record the third and fourth. On a different episode But that has changed I'm just going to put them all in one episode So My first stroke The first stroke I had I'm not even going to claim it The first stroke I had Happened when I was six years old I was still living in Brooklyn, New York I was home My mother was home I don't know where my older brother and my father was I can't remember so, I was in the living room watching Maury, and my mother was in the kitchen cooking or cleaning. I'm not sure what she was doing, I can't remember. So, I was watching Maury, and Maury's episode was on obesity. I can't remember that. So, all of a sudden, I lost the feeling in my right arm. That's the only thing that went limp my right arm. So, I took my left arm and grabbed my right arm and I walked into the kitchen. You know, to let my mother know I couldn't feel my arm. But when I tried to tell her my arm, um, it came out weird. It, it sounded as if I had some sort of speech impediment. My words weren't coming out clear. So my mother's response was what? And every time I told her, she kept saying what? I think I told her about three or four times, mama arm." But every time I said it, it didn't sound right. And then at the same time, y'all, I was smiling. So she probably thought I was playing. So around the third, and four, third or fourth time, I forgot how many times I said it. It finally went away. Like the, feel, the numb feeling went away and I got the feeling in my arm back. So I just walked back into the living room and continued watching TV. It wasn't until later on, probably, I'm not sure how many years went by, that I told her that's what was happening when I walked into the kitchen and told her my arm. I'm not sure how many years passed. I'm thinking the second, after the second stroke episode, is when I told her that that's the same thing that happened when I was six. I believe that's when I told her. And the second stroke experience happened when I was 13. So I was 13 in the eighth grade at the time. And the whole day I was sleeping and I was helping my mother put down tile on the, fo- on the floor. She was putting down pill and stick tile. So I would sleep. And then I would wake up and help her. And I do remember my mother asking me, why are you sleeping so much? And my response was, cause I'm tired. Cause I was tired. So the last time I woke up, it was dark. I'm not sure what time it was, but I know I went into the kitchen to get some chicken. Well, to get some food that my mother cooked. And the only thing I was able to put on my plate was a piece of chicken. Because after I put that piece of chicken on my plate, I dropped the whole entire plate because my arm went limp. And at that time, my little brother was in the kitchen with me and he just started crying, calling my mother, telling her that I dropped my chicken. So my mother came in the kitchen to see what was going on and she called my father. Oh, excuse me. I had to burp. So she called my father in the kitchen. And I guess they called 911. I can't remember too much of what happened between that time and the time that the ambulance people arrived at my apartment. So I do remember the ambulance people sitting me down in the chair and them asking me a question. And the question wasn't in reference to school but the answer I gave them was something about school so mentally I wasn't there <laughs> I can remember responding to them with something about school I can remember that but from that point until we got to the hospital yard, I don't know what happened I don't even remember getting in the ambulance all I remember is me sitting in that chair and them asking me questions And then arriving at the hospital, stepping in pee. All right, so let me explain. So when I got to the hospital, I guess they gave me some hospital socks and a gown. Because I do remember being in the bathroom. And my mother had to walk with me to the bathroom because I couldn't walk properly. I needed help. My right side was dragging. So, well, my right leg was dragging. And my right arm was just hanging so we walked to the bathroom and I remember stepping in pee now in the first episode I recorded I said I don't remember if it was my pee or someone else's pee but I do remember now it was someone else's pee because as soon as I stepped in the bathroom I stepped in pee and my mother said hold on you stepping in pee I didn't even realize what I was stepping in I just knew I was stepping. I was moving. I was going somewhere. So my mother had to make me aware of the simple fact that I was stepping in somebody's pee. So I did what I had to do. I used the bathroom. And from that point, from me using the bathroom up until I woke up, and saw so my mother and my godmother at the foot of the bed that I was in, the hospital bed that I was in I don't remember what happened, so all i was re- all I remember is going to the bathroom and waking up with my mother and my godmother at the foot of the bed that I was in and at that point, all I know I wanted to do was go back to where I was. <laughs> Of course, I mean, apparently I was sleeping, but I don't remember, you know, I don't remember any of that. All I knew was I wanted to go back to that escape place where I wasn't in reality because being in reality was hurtful, y'all. I had to learn how to, it didn't take that long. It took a few days for my feeling in my, my right side to come back, but I just didn't want to be there at the time because it was just too much for me. It was too much to accept Because at that point We knew what I was having with strokes So Well actually y'all I did have My lip was still kind of Affected by the stroke Because it would I'm not sure if it would sag, part of my lip would sag. Yeah, I believe the right side of my lip, my upper lip would sag. Like if I was, if I was to smile, it wouldn't smile with my smile. It would just stay there because I basically had no feeling in my, on the right side of my lip. But that came back also. So everything came back to normal and I was able to live my life fast forwarded to the third episode the third episode happened when i was 16. and at the time i was in school i was in the 11th grade and i was in spanish class and what happened was i was i was just sitting there in class and all of a sudden i couldn't move i already knew what was happening because i i knew the feeling And it was like, I was just stuck. The teacher asked me a question and I couldn't respond. I was just stuck. And I remember people turning around saying, are you okay, are you okay? And I was just stuck. So somebody, I'm not sure y'all, I'm not gonna start lying because I don't remember what, I don't remember if somebody called it a stroke when I was in the classroom or what, I can't remember. All I remember is, someone walking me from the classroom to the nurse's office and I sat in that nurse's office until I'm not even I can't even remember if my father or my mother came to take me to the hospital I'm not sure who picked me up to take me to the hospital but one of them did it was either my father or my mother and what happened from there on, from when they picked me up from the hospital, I do not remember. I do remember I had an attitude sitting in the nurse's office. I just had a, a pure-ass attitude. And it's funny, y'all, because... <laughs> you know, a lot of times now, I just have an attitude for no reason. And I, I'm i not going to say I guarantee, but it's a, it's a big chance that all them strokes... Did that. Left that type of effect on me. Very moody. For no reason at times. So. After the third episode. I mean everything came back to normal. It wasn't until the fourth one. The fourth one that I had at the age of 18. It left the worst side effects so at the age of 18 my brother had already passed away so the episode that i had when i was 16 when i had that episode he was in the military at the time so when i turned well my last episode the last episode i had at the age of 18 he had already passed away, and that's well. Um, it's a contributing factor as to why I had another stroke because I was just stressed out, y'all. I was depressed. I was, I was on the verge of giving up on life. Like I just had no interest in doing anything to elevate at all. I was running around with my, one of my cousins and we were at the South, in the South, living in the South at that time. At the age of 18, I was in the South. So I was hanging around a cousin that I had met and all he did was smoke weed all day. And that's what I was doing, smoking weed all day. So pretty much, y'all, uh, I got home from hanging out with him. I wasn't high. I don't know what I was doing with him, but we was doing something. And I got home and I remember sitting in the chair, sitting in the couch that my mother had in the living room. And I just sat there and I couldn't get up. And all of a sudden I started feeling that weird feeling again. I don't it's hard to explain. It's just like it's it's as if your body goes numb but your mind is still working. Like your body's paralyzed, but your mind is still going. Pretty much. It's like a paralyzation. So I felt that happen, but I shook it off. I shook it off and my mother asked me if I was all right. And I said, yeah, I'm all right. So she wanted to go to the store. And I told her I would drive. And she asked me, was I sure I was all right to drive? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. So we get in the car. I hop in the driver's seat. She hops in the passenger seat. And we drive to the corner of the block that we lived on. No, as a matter of fact, y'all, I ran the stop sign at the corner because I couldn't stop. The stroke had came back. It came back and it made me, it was as if I was paralyzed. And my mind was working like I knew what I needed to do. I knew I needed to stop, but I could not react. So I ran I ran the stop sign and someone beat me because they almost hit me. You know, they don't have a stop sign. We're at a cross street. And they're coming across while I while I was supposed to stop at the stop sign. So I ran the stop sign, they beep and my mother starts screaming, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I'm wanting to tell her I'm having a stroke, but I couldn't I couldn't say anything. I was just looking weird and she like I guess it it registered to her what was going on. And I think, I believe she asked me, was I having a stroke? And I nodded my head. I'm not sure, y'all. Don't take my word for it. So anyway, I got in the passenger seat slowly. It took me some time because my right side was limp. I got in the passenger seat and she drove me to the hospital. And I can remember being pissed. I'm like, not again. I wasn't saying it. I wasn't voicing it out. But in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness, this shit is happening again. So we get to the hospital and y'all now, let me, let me let y'all know this for the first three episodes that I experienced, no one even called it a stroke. Like medical professionals did not call it, call it a stroke. They called the first one as at, at, um, well, the second one when I was 13, cause that's when I went to the hospital, they called that one a juvenile seizure or something. Now, my father said, he said, no, that's a stroke. That's a stroke. So we kind of figured it was was a stroke. But my parents, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't send me to a specialist. I mean, we had Medicaid at the time. Y'all, I grew up in poverty. I grew up in a family that had low income, very low income. But we had Medicaid, so I don't see why they didn't take me to a specialist or someone else that could give a different opinion, but they didn't so they all they looked at it as a stroke, but medical professionals didn't diagnose me as someone who who's have having strokes so After the episode that I had at 18, hold on, y'all, I'm getting off track here. So, right, the episode that I had at 18 was the moment that a med- medical, medical, pep- blah, 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 blah. shit. The stroke that I had at the age of 18 was when medical professionals Finally called it what it was. And I was actually treated for it. Finally. And along with him. Diagnosing me with a stroke. He also saw. The three previous. Well evidence of the three previous ones. That I had experienced. Because he said my brain was broken up. In certain places. In certain areas. So I really. I'm curious to know. Has that healed, you know? Or is my brain still broken up in certain areas? That's something I probably need to find out. But after the one at the age of 18, I was put on blood thinners. I was put on Coumadin at the time. It wasn't until recently, about three years ago, that I was prescribed Eliquis, which is a much better blood thinner. Because Coumadin is... Pretty much rat poison. They give it to rats to poison them. And once I found that out, I really wanted to switch. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people take couminin, but me knowing that that is something that is given to rats was a no no. So now I'm on Eloquist. And actually, y'all, I know in a previous episode I said I couldn't take supplements like um, chamomile and mugwort and stuff because I'm on blood thinners, but. With this specific blood thinner, I just found out yesterday from a doctor, I'm able to take supplements and herbal remedies. So I'm going to give that a try. Well, first, I'm going to research them and look into the different things because although I can take herbal remedies and supplements, I have to make sure I pay attention to the side effects. Because if it says anything about blood thinning, I cannot take it. And if it says anything about affecting the liver, I cannot take it. Because the blood thinner that I'm on metabolizes through my liver. So anything that metabolizes through my liver, I need to leave alone. Because I'm already taking something that metabolizes through my liver. That's too much liver action going on. So, yeah, y'all, let me just make sure that's everything I wanted to cover. I told y'all I finally got on blood thinners. Oh, the type of stroke that I had was a blood clot. Because you can have blood clots. Some people have blood clots and have strokes. And some have um, extra bleeding, abnormal bleeding. That can also cause a stroke. I think the one I had is called an ischemic stroke, and the other one is a TIAA, but don't take my word for it. I'm not sure. I've looked into it before, but I am I know the one that I had is a ischemic stroke. I'm not sure about the extra bleeding, the abnormal bleeding. I'm not sure what that's called. But yeah, y'all, so... And stress can cause... Strokes. Was I stressed out at six? Obviously I was. Given the living conditions that I was in and given what my mother and father were going through in the house, what I've experienced them going through at six years old in the house, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I was I was <laughs> I was going through some stress at six years old. And also my father, he has, he has, excuse me, he has blood issues also. No, he has heart issues. So, pretty much heart issues equals a bad heart. (laughs) That's not what I wanted to say. I forgot what I was going to say, (laughs) y'all. I'm talking too much. This is the longest I've done an episode for a straight like this. I've talked for 22 minutes. Um, what is it called? What did what is what did I want to say? Let me see if I can figure it out. Um, let's see. I'm about to look up something real quick, y'all, to see what I <laughs> what I wanted to say because. I can't remember. Heart disease. My father has heart disease. So there is a big chance that me and my older brother inherited it. My older brother had a heart attack, which is a which is a blood clot to the heart. And I had a stroke, which is a blood clot to my brain. So it makes sense. But in addition, as I said, we were living in a stressful environment. So, y'all, stay up, stay blessed. Wait on the next episode. I'm going to do an episode about mental illness in the hood. I'm also going to do an episode on generational curses. So, stay up, stay blessed. Wait on the next episode. One love.